Absolutely. Oh, and I'm so good. proud of myself because I was good. really trying to remember as like part of it was uh, this whole entire thing was, can I remember what I was going to talk about? Okay. Let's see if you can though, after I pause and okay, say, look yeah, how clean your desk is like right here. Yeah. This is so like, there's no drinks on it. Nothing. There's no trash. Nothing. It's just like so crisp and clean. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> you know, today I, uh, <laughs> no, last night I came down and I kind of cleaned up just a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just kind of straightened things up. And then I looked underneath the uh, chair, oh, the and there tissues? was a lone tissue. Oh, it's all right. Listen sorry. here. And you know what I did? I did this. Here's what I did. Because <laughs> I put on a glove no. <laughs> it, I, to it, throw it away. It, it was, was used. It was, yeah, it was obviously used. <laughs> and I think it was during the time when you really had a runny nose because this uh-huh. one was kind of stuck together. It looked like <laughs> like you're making origami. <laughs> So did you get rid of it? Or well, it's still yeah, there? no, I got it. I got it. But I had to psych myself out a little bit. But here's the thing is that I like you, Beth. I think oh, you're, I so think you'll you're, clean up after I, I really do. It's, it, I psyched myself out in that way. I was like, it's just Beth's. It's Beth can, it, it, she just had the flu. It's it, no big deal. The flu is no big deal. I can show you where it is. I picked it up by just the very oh, edge and man. put it away. So straight. I walked through little. my house yesterday yeah. with a trash bag, you know, like my well, nightstand, my, you know. I just feel like there's been so many tissues the last couple of weeks that all of your tissues they needed huh? to go. Yeah, is Sean doing better? Yeah, he's better. Yeah, yeah. How still are you? tissues, but better. Good. Not a hundred percent, man. This flu is no joke. Do you need to grab that? Yeah, it's my mom calling me. Hello, hello, mom. I'm recording the podcast. Do you want to be on it? Hello, <gasps> hello, mummy. Hello, hi, hi mommy. mom. You can hear me? Yeah. How are you? Good, good. I was just on my way to work and was just letting you know I left the Prius key under the TV. Ah, thanks, Mom. Left the what? Oh, she they're letting us borrow her car right now because Aubrey doesn't have one. Yeah. So Aubrey's driving rocking the minivan. Oh, sweet. And we're driving theirs. Nice. So why did you do that? Why didn't you why didn't you let her have the car and you take the minivan? Well, to be well, first of all, it's not mine. Yeah. And so I don't want her yeah, wrecking somebody else's. And it it frankly, it has a really bad blind spot. Really? Like it makes me a little bit nervous. Huh. Right, Mom? Right. It is a tiny, tiny window. Right. Huh. So in the back. Yeah. It's kind of odd. So anyway. Interesting. And I think it's good for him. Yeah. Absolutely. You're gonna drive the minivan for a little while. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hey, uh, we were just talking about you this morning. Uh oh. No, always good stuff. Number one is uh (laughs) I want to tell you your necklace looked really good on you. And I'm glad you're wearing it. Yeah. And then um and then um whenever I see you, I think of good things. Like I feel joy. Like you, you, I mean that too, is that it seems like, like that you're just a nice presence to be around. I've never felt like, I don't know. You're just, you're such a, you're such a good presence to be around. Well, you've never caught me on a bad day. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe you just fake it well, but no, I just, I think you're such a neat person. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, she just had her knee replaced and she was walking around church like it ain't no thing. Like, why don't you, you don't need crutch or anything. Nothing. No, not anymore. It's amazing what they can do these days. What was the procedure? Was it outpatient, or do you have to stay at the hospital for a while, or what? Overnight. I was there one night, overnight. But that day, the next day, 
But like hours after, she's walking. She, they're getting her up, walking. Yeah. How? Yeah. And the whole yeah, surgery was, was like thirty minutes. I mean, it was like it was so fast. Like, what do they do? What does a knee replacement surgery mean? What do they take out? What do they put in? Well, basically, they take the two bones, your two bones, and they pretty much amputate a little piece off of the tip of each of them, and then they implant a metal piece with plastic knee cap and all that and so put it back in. Taken, your kneecap's gone. The whole knee. Kneecap's oh gone. Gosh. The, whole the joint. discus is gone. ACL is gone. It's all plastic parts now. Isn't that crazy? In 30 and like, minutes? In 30 minutes. Done? It was like the, he, the guy minutes. did like seven that day. And yeah, he, I was the last one at one wow. o'clock in the afternoon. In the 90s, people and, used to die from that. <laughs> from yeah, bad knees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it, is, it is really quite amazing and that you can walk on it. And they did not they did not have to cut any tendons or muscles or anything. They just kind of move them aside to put the parts in. So that I think that's why the recovery is so short because you're not having to, I mean, you still have to stretch those muscles, but the recovery is a lot shorter because they didn't cut them and sever them and had to sew them back together. So, so did, did did they have to cut into your, your leg? Do you have like a huge scar up your knee? Yeah. You do. I have about an eight inch scar up the knee. Yes. You said an inch or eight inch? Eight inch? Wow. They really opened that thing up. Oh yeah, it was very staply. Yeah. And so that yeah, after this, after the surgery, and after the next day, was it? Did you have pain medication? Or why, how was your leg okay? How we, how are you moving around? Yeah. Were you in a wheelchair? Uh, no, I did uh, a walker for the first what week, Beth? Uh, walker slash cane. Yeah, a week or uh, two. The first, I mean, I'm in bed the first several days with yes. So yeah, it is amazing. It's still sore. It's still. I mean, they uh, the muscles they they do they did a. Oh, what do you call it, Beth? Where they wrapped? They basically, Heather told me they basically drained all the blood out of my leg up to my knee, so that when they do the surgery, there's very little bleeding. And so there's a turn, there's a tourniquet that they put on your knee, atop above your knee, and that's what drains it. And then once the surgery's done, they take the tourniquet off, and the blood goes back down. So up where the tourniquet was is the hardest part. It still feels like something is wrapped around the knee, but that'll go down as the swelling goes down and time it'll so it was it was fascinating actually wow yeah she's a whole new different this will be very very boring on your show no absolutely i'm I'm actually tourniquets and (laughs) well i didn't i had no idea and i thought that you'd be out and maybe this is why i think this is because i had a hernia surgery that was basically supposed to be you'll be fine you'll be back at work in two days did you say days or two weeks because it took me two weeks to recover (laughs) Uh-huh. So when I when I hear stories of of brave people <laughs> like you, it inspires me for my next surgery to please be less of a of a wuss. So, did you call for a bet? To, and I I feel she like told I, me about the keys. I'm good. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nope. That's it. Okay. That's, all, right. all right. Well, I got to my way to work. Love you too. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is the this is you know the stage of life that we're in is. Do you feel like when you call your mom? Knee replacements and stuff? Yeah, knee yeah. replacements. Like, it's weird to say, my mom just got a knee replacement. Because, you know, like, old people do that. Yeah. But you don't see your I mom just, as being old? Well, no. Well, I don't mean that. I mean, yes, know. she is getting older. Yeah. And I love her. But I don't mean that in a bad way. No, but, no, no. Like, it's just different watching your parents age. Yeah. You know, you just, they always, you just have this picture of them in your mind. I guess in my mind. 
the picture I have of my parents is probably when they were like this age, like my age, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you probably and so thought they were like, old oh, when you they were your knee, age. You get knees replaced? Yeah. That's weird. Your mom looks very young, though. <laughs> I and I don't see my mom age, so I when I yeah. see her again, it's kind of crazy. But here's you the thing about- You haven't seen her in a while. My mom, she doesn't age. She doesn't? She just looks the same. Does she really? I love you, mom. Uh, I love you, mom. <laughs> love you, mom and Marv. What up? What up? Here's what I was going to say. I what can... were we talking? Do you still know what we were going to talk about? Are you ready? I, I was like, I would have bet a thousand dollars. Still can. A million dollars. Still forget. can. Oh, I won. I didn't. <laughs> so here's, here's what I was talking to Eden about last night. It's just the way that things work out and how much more that I've just put it into God's hands that it's going to work out. If it's supposed to be mine, it's going to be mine and just kind of let it go instead of stressing about things. But I was thinking about how God works in such amazing ways. We were talking about your husband last night and Eden was talking about how she thinks Sean's just such an amazing person. So he is agreed. And here's what I want to say about Sean is that I think that he seems so at peace most of the time that he brings so much of that peace to you. So when you're mm-hmm. talking with him, you can just feel that. You, yeah. know, you just feel like, and then you feel like you can just open up about anything with the guy and he's going to give you an honest answer and he's going to think about it and he's very sincere in his ways. So not only as a person, my stories are like a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> we'll get back to so it. So after, we'll uh, you know, I, I screwed up horribly and then um, I talked to Dr. Bo and I asked him if I go to church with him. I had nobody. I was lost, man. So can I go to church with you? Yeah. That point right there, I had no idea what I was getting into. What if it was like I went to the church and it was like weird, just a weird, wacky, like <laughs> all, you know, whatever you right? a picture as being a crazy, crazy church. Because it, it could have been that way, and it could have been that way, and I could have either, A, gone to, nah, man, this is weird and uncomfortable, and if it wasn't Sean, if it was somebody else. So the way that God used Sean, and Sean specifically to change, and I've seen it in so many people. I've seen so many people that talk to Sean that have a different look on uh, on God in general, on Jesus. It's just different. You're just different. So I think if it was just some dude who was just you know, giving me lip service and just listening because that's what he's supposed to do at his job for the next eight hours is be there for people. It wouldn't be the same. If the church wasn't how it was, it probably wouldn't be the same. Not only did I go there and go, wow, this is, I, this is a, this is a different experience than I've had before from the family perspective to the way the message was delivered, all of it. And there was nothing really weird going on at church. I mean, even to the point where weird sometimes to me, even uncomfortable still is hands in the air. Sure. I'm still, I still get uncomfortable with that. Sure. But so even seeing that was like the weirdest that I saw at the church. Now let's take it even a step further. Not only was the church awesome going into the church, not only were the people supportive, not only was Bo there. So I had somebody to anchor to, and then everybody was just so loving. Not only was your husband, the guy that really took this leadership role to kind of help my life turn around completely from that moment in time to what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going. So he helped me so much. To then on top of that, you being who you are, and then we're sitting here doing a podcast together. I know I've talked about all this before, and that Eden and your daughter are like best friends. Mm -hmm. All of that happening together, and how much different it could have been if even none of those, except for one, like a was in place. But the way that God uses people, and Mm -hmm. I kind of want to talk about that too. Okay, I kind of want to get your take on. 
and not to the whole extreme of like, are we under control? Does sure. God, yeah, free will, all that, but more so whenever the girls have a friendship that doesn't go well, I say, if we were supposed to have the same friends throughout life, I'd still be friends with Martin Condon. That was like mm-hmm. my first friend in kindergarten that yeah. I remember. And so friendships do separate. It doesn't have to be bad. It's just that there's times that we come and go into people's lives. And I think if we try to hold on to them, sometimes we can feel that that's not right, that yeah. there's supposed to be a separation there. So like people in life and how much God plays a role of putting people into your life and, and how that maneuvers, and if you're following God's will, maybe that helps more with the relation. I don't know. But what are your thoughts on people coming into your life and people leaving your life? Because the people coming into your life is easier to accept and understand, but the leaving your life, because there is a pain or an absence, it we may not understand that story, but God may. Yeah. God does. But, but when people do leave your life, I've given you zero time to think about this. <laughs> Once again, the Quentin Tarantino movie has continued, <laughs> and we come to a point of what are your thoughts on people? <laughs> the good news is, is if you talk long enough, it gives me a second to think okay. about it. <laughs> you want me to talk about something Just else? take a couple of rabbit trails, a couple more rabbit trails, and I'll be good. Um, I don't know exactly what you're asking, but here's my, <gasps> uh, I mean, here's my quick take is, um, God is so relational. Like God wants relation. Like that's the whole reason he created man was yeah. just to like hang out with them, to have relationship with them. And so I, I think he very, very often uses people to bring us closer to him, but also closer just to the, the life that he wants us to live, the full life. Like he's just so all about relationships. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that he uses relationships that we have, like your relationship with Bo. Like if you had not visited him, I mean, who knows even how that relationship happened? Did it start with advertising on a radio yes. station? You know, yeah. um, have you had you visited a different chiropractor? Right. Could God have used that chiropractor to bring you to a church? Sure. Yeah. But, you know, you just, you just never know what God's doing. So I just think we shouldn't write people off. Yes. Um, not not that you're lo- constantly looking for how can this person, how can I use this person for me or some my needs or whatever. But don't write people off because you just don't know who's going to speak the right thing to you at the right moment yeah. and be the one, you know, who's going to pick you up and take you to church when you're at your deepest, darkest, lowest point. And literally take me to church. It was funny because Bo, um, he said, yeah, I'll pick you up about blah, blah, blah. About an hour and a half before it started. Yeah, right, it was, uh-huh. it was. Uh-huh. And so luckily he said he was going to pick me up because right. if I was driving, I'm telling you, the story would have been a whole lot different Sunday morning because when I would woke up- Would you have gotten in the car? You I know absolutely what would not have. I he know, was I, smart. Bo was, he he was, knew what was smart, he was doing. dude. He's yeah, a he doctor. Knew. He knows stuff. He knows. And he pulled up with a coffee and I remember it like it was yeah. yesterday. And then he was like, I want to pray together. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. I, there were times I was so uncomfortable in that truck on the mm-hmm. way to church and on the <laughs> seven blocks on the way there, but it's so life changing and the people that, have, that God has put into my life. And I'm not going to give it to anything else other than God putting people in my life because it's that it's been that good. Yeah. You know, the people that, that have been here when, and I, and I think of it this way is that after everything happened, um, that everybody that I thought, and you've heard the story a million times from people, but once things go down, then everybody kind of takes off and scatters. Except I feel like that in that moment, the scattering left the people that were supposed to be there and more concentrated on something that had a bigger purpose. Yeah. Because it seemed like everybody who was standing there supportive were all believers. 
Yeah. You know, majority of people were. So every time I had a conversation with anyone, they were speaking life into me. And that's what it was. You know, it just happened. It was some of my friends like Aaron Young and Matt Elwood. And of course, everybody at the church and Bo and your your husband and you and and everybody who kind of was just there to have that sort of support around you and everybody else gone. I think of it this way now is at first, all these people that were gone from my life, poor me. Mm. I don't have these people anymore, but on the flip side, God knows what he's doing. And if these people aren't in contact, we're just not in contact and it feels weird to try to reach out and nobody, it's, it's how it's supposed to be. And I have to accept that if it's not supposed to be mine, it's not mine. Yeah. And I think that that's with relationships too. If we can accept that a little bit more, that God's obviously playing a role in who's in your life and we can accept friendships that you know, that end and it doesn't yeah. have to be bad, but just when we're not as close or we just don't talk as much anymore, that it's okay. That person's maybe not supposed to be in your life right now. Yeah. I mean, I think naturally we just go through different seasons of our lives that, you know, when your kids are little, you're seeing, you know, the same parents on, you know, every season of YMCA soccer, right? You're seeing these people. Well, then you get out of the kindergarten, first grade years, your kids just aren't playing soccer anymore and you're not seeing the same people. So I think there's just natural like yeah, yeah. life changes that happen. One thing I think it, that sometimes we're quick to do is it when um, conflict arises. So in your situation, you know, you had these quote unquote friends that were, you know, maybe hurt by what you did. Absolutely. These yep. friends that, or they just didn't know what to say or yeah, do. Yeah. They maybe knew Carrie too. And they were going like, I don't, I don't want to take sides. Like yep. I'm just going to back, you know, so I'm not, I don't think that everybody that took off is a jerk for no, taking neither off. Do I. Neither um, do I. I, I think it's a, it, it was an interesting situation now, it, but there wasn't exactly conflict that caused them to go different directions. Right. Um, but I, I think sometimes when there's conflict that happens in our relationship, we're like, we just kind of write people off or we're just like, eh, you know, be easier to not address this. And right. we're just, oh, well, they just weren't, aren't supposed to be in my life anymore. Well, there's pro there are probably times where uh, conversations should happen that we just like kind of back away because it's more comfortable to just like not be their friend anymore. Um, especially when, when some conflict happens now you, you've put a little bit of distance between yourself and that person. And then it's easier from a distance to start to see all their flaws. Yes. Like you're just like, oh, I never liked when they did this, or I see them doing this. And, and the next thing you know, you're just like, you're so far away because you've built up this wall where you're just like, I'm going to start listing all the things in my mind that I don't like about this person. And, and, and then you get to the point where you're like, why don't, why would I ever even want to hang out with them in the first place? So I think there probably are times when that co first conflict arises that we should have a conversation and it may end in, you know, we disagree on some pretty like foundational things. Like we just probably need to just like agree to disagree and maybe that person isn't going to be your best friend for the rest of your life. So there's a fine line between, you know, I do think there are people in our lives that bring drama, that just breed um, discontentment that breed, you know, you know, that person you walk up to that, like, you're just like, I know as soon as I say hello, they're going to bring they're going to complain about something. Right. Um, and I've been that person too, you know, yep. I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting anybody down, but you know, so there are relationships that it's like, you know, in the long run, like I'm not helping you, you're not helping me. So 
Do I need to pursue it and try to hang out with this person every Friday night? No, right. I don't need to. So yeah, there are times, there are times when people, um, you know, just decide that they're going to go down a road that like uh, living a life that you know is not right, that they know is not right. And like, you know, I just need you to support me. And well, like if they're making bad decisions, like unhealthy decisions and walking down this road, like you don't have to hold their hand while they do it. Like I think a good friend would say, Hey, you're headed down a road that is, is toxic. That's not good for you. Like I'm not, there's all this, like, you know, the world is just like, I just need you to support me. Well, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to support you while you drive your car off a cliff. <laughs> right, right. Like that's a bad decision. Yeah. And as a friend, I, I can't support that. Yeah. So I, I don't think that there's like, yeah, I, I think that there are relationships and unity in relationships is worth fighting for. Yeah. But there are times where you fight for unity and, and you realize like, like, no, we're just really different people. And like, I wish you the best. And yeah, if I bump into you at a football game, like we can sit and chat and hang out, but like, you don't have to be best friends with everybody either. I don't know. I just feel like I talked in a bunch of circles there. I totally get Um, what you're saying. I think the most important thing out of that too, is that, like you said, it was a fine line and almost to the point where we can use God as the scapegoat for decisions we don't want to face. Yeah. Oh, it's just supposed to be that way. You know, and it's, that's a real easy place to end up too. Yeah. So how do you even avoid that though? That's, that's a, I think that's just too slippery of a slope to even play with because that's a, that's a whole new muddy area where you're now trying to figure out if it's trying to avoid conflict in general right? versus God's, you know, message of this person's not supposed to be in your life. You know, the, the easy thing to do would just like not talk, be not talk about real stuff, right? Yeah. Let's just hang out. Let's watch football together. Yeah. Let's, you know, if we have a hobby that we enjoy together, like let's just hang out and have fun. But, um, you know, the Bible talks about, um, it says as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And, you know, I truly believe that like God has, um, so many good things for me. My natural tendency is to be selfish. It's to do what I want, you know? Um, but there are things that God, you know, principles lined up in his word that I just believe I should align my, my life with because they're healthy and it's for my good. Um, and, and so I want the people around me encouraging me in that, not just like, oh, Beth, you just feel like laying in bed for a week. What do you need? Let me bring you some Gatorade, you know, like chocolate, you know, like I want the people around me to help me grow. So right? you don't want the in chocolate? The, you don't want the well, chocolate. Okay. I'll take the chocolate. That will help me grow. Uh, maybe not the direction I'm trying to grow, but uh, so I, I think there's this like, thinking out there that like, you're not a good friend if you are challenging the people around Mm. you. And, um, so like I had, I have a a friend, a a dear, dear friend, one of my closest friends in the world who, um, loves Jesus. I mean, has spent her life, you know, like getting to know Jesus and has a relationship. I mean, that was like one of the biggest common grounds that we had. Mm. And there was a season in her life that she was like, you know, I'm really struggling in this area. And I would really like you to keep me accountable because I know that this is an area that, um, God does not have for me. Mm. God does not want for me. Um, it's in his word. And so I want, 
your accountability in this very specific area. Well, then a few years down the road, she came back to me and she was like, I think I'm just going to walk down this road. I'm going to stick to this. I'm not, I'm going to give into it because it's been such a temptation for so long. And I just really need you to support me in it. And I was like, but, but like you asked me in this situation to not support you in it. Like you years ago, like this is what the Bible says. This is what you told me the Bible says. And so you wanted me to hold you accountable to this. So now you're coming back like, actually, I just want to do this. Can you like support me in it? And I had to say, no, like as a friend, like we believe we have believed the same things. Like this is where we've been together all along. You asked me if I ever come to you, you told me, please hold me accountable to living this way that God has designed for me. And so I had to, I I mean, it's the hardest conversation I've ever had. And I've grieved this relationship for years now, um, because it, uh, it, it really has, uh, it hasn't dissolved to nothing, but she, she moved away too, yeah. you know, so it wasn't just, um, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, but it was like, you no, know, as a friend, like I'm going to do what, not only what I believe is right, which is reminding you what the scripture says, but I'm also going to do what you asked me to do. Right. Um, and because I don't believe that it would have been a good friend. I believe she's walked down a road that is not healthy. So, Again, in this day and age, people are like, well, we're just going to do what we want to do. And I don't want to do anything that doesn't feel like I want to do it right now, right. you know. <laughs> and then tomorrow, I'm going to decide to do something different because that's what I feel like doing tomorrow. Uh, there, but I, I think that there are some, um, there's some of the deepest, richest relationships I have are the ones where we can be so honest with each other to say, like, I know there's better for you. Like yeah. this this life that you're living, this um, isolation you're putting yourself in or um, this attitude that I just see coming up. Like, I know that's not what you want deep down because I, I know that you want what God's best is for you. And, and to me, I'm like, those are the real relationships. I don't need people just being like, pat me on the back, whatever right. you want to do. No, yeah. I want to be better. Yeah. I want people around me to help me be better. Don't you ever want the pat on the back? Well, sure. I'll take it, but I don't, you know, I don't think that always is what makes me better. Right, right. Do you ever think in this, or do you ever, with the relationship that you have there or had there, do you question, like, was I being a good friend? Yeah, I do. I question I question it a lot. I, I go back and I, I think through the words that I said, the words that I shared, and I think, would I say the same things all over again? Would I have, if now however many years later, would I respond the same way? Um, and I think that I would, I I don't, I don't know that my words were understood. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the part that keeps me up at night is, is going like, I know what I was trying to say and maybe I didn't say it perfectly, but is it because she didn't want to hear it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she wanted to hear what she wanted to hear. She wanted me to somehow deep down, she wanted me maybe to reject her. And so then she could justify, oh, I'm just always rejected. By right, it. right. Um, so, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I look back and what I ultimately come down to is, is what does God's word say? You know, I mean, it, there's some, there are difficult things in there, but I, again, I think it's because God wants what's best for us. And so the guidelines that he gives, like the, the parameters he sets or the, um, the things that he, the, the behavior that he suggests, it's good. It's ultimately good. And I'm not anybody's Holy Spirit. I'm not the one that, you know, I'm not going to go just to anybody and be like, 
this is terrible. You should not be living like this. I'm not. Like, I don't have the relationship. But in this specific instance, I would say I did have the relationship. And it grieves me. It grieves me that we don't. But I, I have hope that God can do whatever God wants to do. And um, and he can work in my heart and her heart. And, and maybe someday we'll come back to unity. I don't, you know. But it's... God those bless kinds of- the broken road <laughs> that leads us back to you. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. Your wrap-up is brought to you by Trinity Chiropractic. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. Well, as we're talking about relationships and sometimes relationships and uh, sometimes people move on and that's completely normal but there are times in relationships where you do have to have difficult conversations where you have to say hey I think you're better than this I think God has more for you or I think you're going down a road that's dangerous and I'm not going to let you do that without me saying something Um, but it never it should never come from a place of judgment it should always come from a place of I want what's best for you. And the Bible talks about this. You've probably heard the Jesus talking about um, not judging others. And you've heard that where he says, how can you help someone remove a speck from their eye when you have like a log coming out of yours? And so it shouldn't come from a place of judgment. We should always be looking inwardly first. Like, what am I doing? How am I feeding the situation? But it says this in Matthew 7. I love the way they word it. It's talking about that. Um, He says, instead of the log, spec thing. He says, why would you focus on the flaw in someone else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? How could you say to your friend, let me show you where you're wrong when you are guilty of even more? You're being hypercritical and a hypocrite. First, acknowledge and deal with your own blind spots, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spot of your friend. And so I just, you know, I just want to, I just want to say this, like, You don't have to have it all together, perfectly together in order to encourage a friend to make a good decision. I'm not saying wait till you get everything perfect, but but always guard your heart, check your heart. Before you go into a conversation with that person, like check your heart. What is my motive? Am I doing this out of genuine love for this person or is it out of judgment? If it's out of judgment, then I don't think it's right. I don't think it's from God. We'll let God be the judge. But go to your own, you know, look at your own heart first and ask God to help you. Like, if this is a conversation you want me to have, then then are there things in my life that I do need to get right with you before I have this conversation? Because you're just going to be so much more effective if you don't have these blind spots. You're going to be so much more effective in helping somebody with theirs. And one other thing I take away from this is just that it doesn't say, keep it to yourself. It just says when you go to deal with somebody in the the blind spots and helping them see their own blind spots, like make sure you're dealing with your own as well. Don't just let them go down a road that isn't good. You don't have to support somebody as they drive off a cliff. Just make sure that your heart is right before you have that conversation. I'm Beth, and that's your wrap-up. I need some good news, baby. Give it to me. Give it to me. That God blessed the broken road that led me straight to you. God blessed the broken road <laughs> that leads us back to you. Yeah, exactly. This is the Matt and Beth Show. All the other episodes are at the Matt and Beth Show.com. Bye, everybody. <laughs>